Good morning. morning. Welcome to King of Kings, this beautiful June morning, beautiful sunshiny weather. We've had a little bit of clouds lately, but it seems like we got some sun today. So this is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be thankful in the humidity and the heat and the sunshine. Uh, As you can tell, I'm wearing the fancy duds today. That that must mean this is a special Sunday, and it is. This is the Sunday that we are going to recognize and thank those who do our food pantry. Or this is a Sunday that's about the mark of discipleship known as service. Luther talks about six marks of discipleship, and we as a congregation are going to be learning more about those in the coming weeks and months ahead. But one of the marks is service. And this is the day that we are going to recognize a certain service that is being done on behalf of our church to the community at large. Um, And the whole service, the songs, the lessons are all about service. Uh, A couple other announcements. Uh, Jams, 1 1 p.m. Sundays. Uh, So you can get the word out about that. Apparently they're starting to get up and going again really well. Um, The dances are on the first and third Fridays. The next one is on July Second, and then there's one at the 16th. I'd said the 18th last week. I misread my notes. So it's the next one is going to be this Friday coming up. And as I said last week, I think Chris, will, I'll call you to make that announcement afterwards. Um, but uh, I put a plug in for them. I really, I went over and stopped in, and I thought it was a really nice thing. And I'm telling you guys, it's a cheap date to get your wife out, take her dancing. And I can tell you, I've never met a woman in this world who didn't like to go out and be taken out dancing. Okay, so prayer for healing class. We're going to be doing it in September. There's still room to sign up. I have five brave souls signed up. I'm going to get some, be ordering the book soon. But if you're still interested in doing that, it'll be about a six to eight week class. And we'll be starting it in September. Um, And the sign up sheet is on that pillar thing in the back. Uh, First communion classes. Um, in August, I've been getting the, the word out to different people that I know. I've had some positive response back that they're interested. This will be, will it be a class? It'll be one class. It'll be done on August 7th, which is a Saturday at 10 o'clock. And then the following Sunday, the 8th of August, we will celebrate First Communion. And that's another, I'll probably be wearing the dress that day too. So um, it's, it's a big Sunday. Let's... Uh, Plan on that, and if you know someone, a young person who has not taken communion, and you think they might be interested, talk to them, let me know, so we can have it, make sure we have enough stuff that, that morning. We're gonna be starting cookies and coffee again as, as the pandemic is winding down, although it has eked up a little bit, but especially if you're vaccinated, you do not have to fear it anymore. Um, they're gonna be starting cookies and coffee in the social room after service. Um, New members classes. I've had a couple people express interest in a new members class. I mean, we've, had, we've taken in some new members this year, but we were bringing in actually transfers from other Lutheran churches, which is easy. We just send a letter to the church and we bring them in and bring their membership here. But we have a couple who have, who have not have that luxury. So I'm gonna be having two classes. The first class is basically about Christianity. And the second class is about Uh, what separates, what is unique about being Lutheran within that whole big realm of Christian, as well as what 
this church is about and what we offer here and what you can expect from us here. Um, so that'll be two classes, but I need to know a good time and day. So if you can see, you know, hang around just a minute afterwards so we get done shaking the hands and we can come up with a time and day and I'll be doing new members classes. Um, one other announcement before, I know Chris is up there itching to get to her announcement. Actually, I have two announcements. I need two volunteers for communion. Elaine, will you be down here? Can I hand you a cup to do communion? And then, Bob, would you like to serve communion? All right, so I have my two volunteers. Thank you. <laughs> Last announcement, and then I'll shut up. Well, I won't shut up. Uh, Bob, if there's anybody visiting us with the first time today, if you're so bold as to raise your hand, the usher will bring you a pamphlet which tells, we have a nice little three-fold pamphlet that tells who we are and what we do, and uh, the usher will give it to you. So if you're visiting for the first time and you're bold, raise your hand. Okay, we got one. All right, thank you, sir. Now we got two others here, so three of them, Larry. And my last announcement. May, some of you may know but I know she was keeping it close to her. Claire Lex underwent surgery on Friday. She had a mastectomy. She's been dealing with breast cancer for a little while. She, didn't, she, she was asking for prayers, but she was being vague about it because she didn't want a lot of sympathy, and I respect that. And she was also afraid because the big fear they had with her going under anesthesia at her age and in her health that it could be uh, very dangerous. Well, I talked to her yesterday. I was called Friday. She went through the surgery just fine. She's home again. Um, she'll be getting out and about shortly. They don't let you sit and recover anymore. They get you right back on your feet and have you out there. But she said, please, Pastor, if you would share this this morning, I'm doing well. I appreciate the prayers that I've received, and I ask for more prayers for continued healing. So let's keep Claire in our prayers as she recovers from her surgery and that she has meeting um, two appointments this week one with the follow-up with the surgeon and one with the oncologist because there's a certain pathologies that are done on the what the material they take out to make sure that a they've got most of it or all of it and b what they're actually dealing with so she has those appointments on friday so keep claire in your prayers now chris there it is sorry <laughs> good morning my announcement is, of course, we know we're going to have our second dance, and we'd like to know how many people are coming and how many people are willing to serve to set up, serve, or clean up. We did have a successful one first Friday, and we would like everyone to come and join us for fun, dancing, and food, and fellowship with everyone else. So these will go down and put your name and your phone number and whatever you would like to participate in. We really appreciate it, and we hope to see you there at 5 o'clock on Friday. Thank you. Yeah, five o'clock's food and six o'clock is the dance. And you can crash if you really don't want to commit to sign up and you decide you want to go, you can crash, they have plenty. So I invite those who are able to stand unless we begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the God of manna, the God of miracles, the God of mercy drawn to Christ and seeking God's abundance, let us confess our sin. God, our provider, help us. It is hard to believe there is enough to share 
We question your ways when they differ from our ways of the world in which we live. We turn to our own understanding rather than trusting in you. We take offense at your teachings and your ways. Turn us again to you. Where else can we turn? Share with us the words of eternal life and feed us for life in the world. Amen. Beloved people of God, in Jesus, the manna from heaven, you are fed and nourished. By Jesus, the worker of miracles, there is always more than enough. Through Jesus, the bread of life, you are shown God's mercy. You are forgiven and loved into abundant life. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Almighty and merciful God, we implore you to hear the prayers of your people. Be our strong defense against all harm and danger, that we may live and grow in faith and hope through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. A reading from Deuteronomy. If there is among you anyone in need, a member of your community in any of your towns within the land that the Lord your God is giving you, do not be hard-hearted or tight-fisted toward your needy neighbor. You should rather open your hand, willingly lending enough to meet the need, whatever it may be. Be careful that you do not entertain a mean thought thinking the seventh year, the year of remission is near, and therefore view your needy neighbor with hostility and give nothing. Your neighbor might cry to the Lord against you and you would incur guilt. Give liberally and be ungrudging when you do so, 
for on this account the Lord your God will bless you in all your work and in all that you undertake. Since there will never cease to be some in need on the earth, I therefore command you, open your hand to the poor and needy neighbor in your land. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsibly Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to a king's son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. May the mountains yield prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor of the people, give deliverance to the needy, and crush the oppressor. For he delivers the needy when they call, the poor and those who have no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy, and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. A reading from James. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not have works? Can faith save you? If a brother or sister is naked and lacks daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and eat your fill, and yet you do not supply their bodily needs, what is the good of that? So faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. The word of the Lord. I invite those who are able to stand for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came forward to him and said to him, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask of you. And he said to them, What is it you want me to do for you? And they said to him, Grant us to sit, one at your right hand and one at your left, in your glory. But Jesus said to them, Do you not know what you are asking? Are you able to drink the cup that I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? They replied, Well, we are able. Then Jesus said to him, The cup that I drink, you will drink. And the bat with the baptism with I am baptized, you will be baptized. But to sit at my right hand or my left is not mine to grant but for those whom it has been prepared. When the ten heard this, they began to be angry with James and John. So Jesus called and said to them, You know that among the Gentiles, those whom they recognize as their rulers lord it over them, and their great ones are tyrants over them. But it is not so among you. But whoever wishes to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you must be slave of all. The gospel, O Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. As people of faith, we have to deal with contradictions. We have to deal with them in positive ways. Martin Luther despised the, God, the, the epistle of James. He called it the epistle of straw. He said, if you go Reading James, it will take you to hell because it talks about, James is big on works and doing works as example of your faith. Now those of you who are good Lutherans know that to 
receive God's grace, we need do nothing to find that forgiveness and love of God that is all present in the cross. We don't have to do anything. But James says, well, you know, if you don't do anything, then your faith is dead because faith without works is dead. So there's this contradiction as we hear this morning. Two of the disciples, James and John, come to Jesus and they want to ensure that everything that they've done, everything they've given up, they walked away from the family business, left their father on the shore with the boats to follow Jesus. They said, you know, we want those places of glory next to you, right and left side. Which ironically, if you read the Bible, you know the story, the places on Jesus' right and left when he was seated on the throne of glory were occupied by two criminals that were also being put to death. It's just one of those ironies we gotta deal with as Christians. But then Jesus calls his disciples together because they begin to grumble about James and John and they're trying to position themselves in those seats of favor. And he says, listen, among the Gentiles, and really among all people, he could have said among all people, the leaders lord it over their people and they become tyrants. He says, it's not to be like that among you. If you want to be leader and if you want to be great, you will be a servant. And Jesus underscored this on his very last night on earth at the assembly with his disciples where they celebrated the very first Eucharist by washing their feet and pointing out, you have to be a servant. You have to be a servant to all to be a leader. This is one of the ways that we express our faith. This is one of the ways that we are great by being a servant. Unfortunately, it seems that we've devolved away from that position. The idea that we call those in government public servants, the servant part has gotten lost, at least it seems like to me. It seems like rather than serve us, it's become serve us. And that spreads through not just government, where we are treating our leaders more and more like royalty and lavishing on them fancy offices and important positions and wealth. I mean, how many people go into government as poor people or modestly wealthy people end up being very wealthy by the time they're done? You have to wonder. But yet, we also see that among the captains of industries and the leaders of major corporations, those big leaders in our world, they seem to get wealthier and wealthier and wealthier, and yet the wages that they pay people are begrudgingly paid and a pittance. There is not the idea of service among leaderships, where we are here as leaders to be servants to all, and the greater the leader, the greater the servant. That's been lost. It's been lost in the world out there, and it gets bled into the church. Because I hear it more and more 
from fellow pastors that the idea of servants has become serve us. It's become serve us in the church. We like the worship this way. We like the lessons this way. We like the music this way. We want the time this way because that is what's convenient for us. Serve us. And don't be preaching gospel. Don't be preaching a message that makes us uncomfortable or challenges our beliefs. Serve us. And that has infected the church. And because of it, the church is made poorer and poorer and poorer. Jesus said, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant. And the greater the leader, the bigger the service. This is why we recognize those people today who show up here on their own dime once a week and serve the least and the lowest among us. They make sure that food is gotten out to those who are hungry. Such a basic, basic need and such an important, important service. See, Jesus, who was, if you truly embrace who Jesus was, was the greatest human who ever lived. Because besides being 100% human, he was 100% divine. He was one totally without sin. And yet his ministry was a humble ministry to the poorest of people. Jesus fed those who were hungry, healed those who were sick, he ministered to the least and the lowest. He hung around with prostitutes and tax collectors. There was no lording it over one. He did not establish a great treasury, and he did not build himself a castle. But yet, his service on the cross has served all of us, all the world, those who proclaim Christ as Lord, as well as those who have not heard the word, as well as those who are indifferent to the word. All of us have been forgiven because of Jesus' acts of service to us. And it is in this recognition that each time, everything that we do within our church is about forgiveness, starting with the baptism the perpetual bath where your sins are forgiven, going to the meal where we eat and drink God because we are taking in God, they're taking in that forgiveness, visible signs. The entire gospel is rooted in the idea that there is nothing that you need to do to earn God's forgiveness. But in really embracing that and accepting that, then it's next to go out and ingratitude to serve one another. Amen.
In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him and are marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit. I invite you to be seated now. And Linda, I asked Linda to give us a brief overview of how much the, the food pantry does. This little church here on 19, so please. Good morning. Uh, your King of Kings food pantry has been able to stay open every week since the pandemic started because of our volunteers. The average number of families we give food to is anywhere between 60 and 100 families during the time 11 to 2 p.m. It has been a drive-through with limited contact with our clients. The one thing that kept us all going is be careful, not fearful. Uh, just since January through May, we have fed over 1,500 families with almost 6,000 people. We get our food from Feeding Tap Bay, Winn-Dixie, Aldi's, and Big Lots. Uh, since the pandemic, thank God, Feeding Tampa Bay has ceased to uh, 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 make any costs, waived the course for us. We have a few people donate faithfully, either monetary or bring in non-perishable items. This has been a lifesaver. We have given out tons of food since January. Say that again, Linda, tons. We have given out tons. Uh, it's, it's about 20 tons, honestly, when I figured it up. But I didn't, I, I still can't comprehend that in my mind. Our volunteers have been unbelievable. They have been there to help us with every delivery, which is about five or six a week. Whenever we needed any help, they were there. Also, we have given out school supplies, Easter dinners with Easter baskets for the children, Thanksgiving dinners, Christmas dinners, and gifts for the children and for the seniors. Our volunteers make our pantry a family. In, in turn, it reflects upon our church as a caring place to help or just talk or pray. These volunteers should be an inspiration to all of us. Thank you. I'm going to ask, I promise I wouldn't embarrass him, but I am going to ask the people who serve at the food pantry to, say, to stand so we can see who they are. And you'll recognize that some of these are our members, but many of them are not members here. And now I want our church to give them appreciation. How the people, the clients, are treated and welcomed and it is a, it is it is an honor that it is part of this here and we as a church should really feel proud that this is something that occurs out of this place is supported by this place now i'm going to invite you all to stand as we continue with our worship living together in trust and hope we confess our faith i believe in god the father almighty creator of heaven and earth I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended to heaven. 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us come before the triune God in prayer. God of hope, the ministry of your church extends across borders from nearby neighbors to far and distant countries. Accompany all those who labor eagerly in service of the gospel, that through your good news, all might experience transformation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Almighty God, we give you thanks for the air we breathe, the water we drink, the land that provides our food. Guard all species of plants and animals from harsh changes in climate and empower us to protect all that you have made. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Righteous God, we pray for nations and their leaders. Give them a spirit of compassion and steer them toward a fair distribution of resources that none among us would have too much or too little. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of healing, your touch has the power to make us whole. We pray for those suffering from physical or mental illness. Embrace those who are sick, especially Gail, Nancy, Sharon, Christine, Isabel, Ron, Isaiah, Jean, Ken, Sharon, Phil, Robert, Violet, Bob, Dory, Claire, Terry, Diane, Marianne, Marjorie, William, Bob, Jermina, Paul, Robert, Sarah, Joy, Suzette, and especially for the victims of the condo collapse and their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for this assembly and all those gathered together in worship. Revive our spirits, renew our relationships, and rekindle our faith that we might experience resurrection in this community. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for the faithful ancestors in every age whose lives have pointed us toward you. Envelop them in your love that we may be reunited with one another in the last days. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. At this time, I invite you to offer your personal prayers of situations and people that you are praying for. You can invite, you can lift these prayers aloud or silently in your heart. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your abiding grace. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also with you. Let us share a sign of God's peace with one another. Peace be with you. And then when you're done with that, you can sit down and get comfortable for a little while. <laughs>
And let us pray together the offering prayer as one voice. Jesus, bread of life, you have set this table with your very self and called us to the feast of plenty. Gather what has been sown among us and strengthen us in this meal. Make us to be what we receive here, your body for the life of the world. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. It is right to give the Lord our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ, who on this day overcame death in the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. In that same manner, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me and let the people say, Amen. Amen. And now, <coughs> excuse me, let us join together with the words as we've been taught by our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We invite all to our table. This is Christ's table. Christ is a host. I am merely a waiter. Um, so, come, experience the living God.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen and preserve you this day and always. Jesus, bread of life, we've received from your table more than we could ever ask. As you have nourished us in this meal, now strengthen us to love the world with your own life. In your name we pray. Amen. The blessing of God who provides for us, feeds us, and journeys with us be upon you now and forever. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. You are the body of Christ.